What is up, people? You are listening in to New Generation Hero Talk. Great podcast episode we have for you lined up today. We'll be talking plenty of the new Marvel movie slate that has been greatly adjusted due to some changes happening over at Disney with their overall movie slate changing. So we'll talk plenty about that. We'll also be talking about uh, Spider-Man 4. Some major rumors happening about how that movie could tie into a new Disney Plus project that we're going to be seeing in the next year or so. So we'll talk about that as well. And... The future of the DCEU and plans for a Superman Black Adam crossover? Question mark. The Rock says it's apparently in the works. So, big show we have today. We'll talk about all those topics on this podcast. Joining me are my co-hosts, uh, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, this was a really big weekend for us because it was our first weekend back at New York's Comic Con. Of course, uh, we do comic-con every year i actually went back and looked at how many years i did and this is actually the 10th year comic-con i'd ever been to um i had done nine in a row of course until the pandemic happened and then i didn't go last year i've done 10 comic-con events you're probably right in that ballpark because i don't know if you went to the first one for me but you, you definitely were there for like either the second or third time i went and you've been going ever since as well so you know how much how important that event is to us and for people who you know listen to this podcast and listen to uh, watch our content on YouTube. You guys know how much um, content we've created from New York Comic Con. So to be back was just a was just a, a really great. As I said on Instagram, felt like a true homecoming for me. It was really emotional for me um, to be back. How did you feel about being back at Comic Con this year? Uh, it felt great. Honestly, it felt great. I didn't realize how much I missed it. Um, you know, like it was. You know, it's just fun. It's like it's like a almost like an annual culmination of of a lot of things that we that we, you know, the things that we spend a lot of our time like like looking into and, and enjoying outside of work, right? Our regular right. You know, daily work lives. Right. So, um, so yeah, it was really fun. I, I, overall, I thought I thought it was, um, I thought this year's uh, Comic Con was was a success overall. Um, you know, of course, you know, we're still kind of deal navigating COVID. I know some people were complaining about the lack of mask enforcement. You know, I noticed that as well. Yeah, so there, was I, no, there was no mask enforcement unless you, know, you were going to like the main stage or the Empire. Yeah, I don't know if the so, Empire State had it, but there was none. Yeah, so there wasn't any. They were handing them out at points, but you either took it or you didn't. So, you know, you know, of course, that's something that's that, you know, everyone can is, you know, still conscious of. Yeah. And if you're like you immune compromised or something and you were under the impression that they were going to enforce that and you paid two hundred something dollars for a ticket and they're not enforcing it. Well, that's a problem. Right. Um, so that's something that, you know, I, I think that's something that that they need to uh, they need to kind of nail down. But but overall, honestly, I thought this was a success. Um, you know, I saw some saw some really cool panels, some awesome boots, uh, merchandise. Uh, not quite as much free stuff as before, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to going back next year. Yeah, absolutely. Same with me. And before I talk about my experience, you know, Kendall uh, was uh, was not there with us. Of course, he is here on the podcast, but you know, him not being in New York City around this time or in the New York East area around this time, you know, he wasn't able to make it out this week. But Kendall is on the podcast as well. You know, of course, we missed having Kendall. Uh, on uh, with us, you know, at you know, walking through the show floor and going to all the panels and 
you know, it's kind of weird taking our, you know, final day photo we take every year, and it was just me and Shamari as opposed to uh, the three of us sometimes. Our brother Henry's been in that photo as well because he's been with us a couple times. Kendall's on the podcast as well. Kendall, we missed you having, missed having you there this weekend, but it's good to have you on the podcast this week. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was a shame, you know, you feel like, uh, you know, because it's been so long, like last year or the last two years, like, you know, you know, you've thought about it, but, you know, it almost feels like still a continuation of the last couple of years not being going, going, but, um, but, but then, but then when you guys go, then it's like, oh man, well, it's happening, you know, so, um, but yeah. Yeah, you know, seems like seems like it, it was another it was another good year. Um, uh, you know, I I mean, I certainly saw you know from from a uh, from a distance, I saw there was a lot of interesting stuff there. What what were what would you say were the were the most interesting takeaways that you guys had, panel wise, funnest panel yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, for me, I I thought to me, I gotta give it up to DC uh, Home Entertainment. Warner Bros. Home Entertainment, whatever that division is, that Superman, Batman, uh, Battle of the Super Sun movie is fire. Uh, I watched it um, at the screen they had. They also had a panel with several of the voice actors and the director of the movie and the producers of the movie. Uh, really well done. I, I'm And I, I'll be honest, I, I've never been, I know Super Sons as a comic was very popular, I don't, is maybe, I don't know if they're still doing it. I think they might have stopped, but uh, was extremely popular and I've never been someone that's been very keen on the Kent, Jonathan Kent, you know, Damian Wayne pairing. Like, not that I have anything against it. It's just not something that really I looked at Zill. That's something I definitely want to look at. But, like, this movie honestly made me want to now go back and read Super Sons because they did a great job of not only characterizing Damian Wayne, but also their characterization of Jonathan Kent, who is not not i don't want to say new but i think like him being more in the mainstream and being like an actual hero and some of these stories involving uh him uh, they're they're they they're not old <laughs> they you know they they kind of bringing him more into the forefront in, in recent years and i thought playing on his influence of lois and clark being his you know parents and what it means to, for them to be your parents compared to you know you know, your parents being Bruce and Talia Ghul and being raised by the League of Shadows or League of Assassins, or whichever, you know, version they're going with in this one, I thought was really well done. Uh, this was a movie when I saw some of the early things of it. I, I wasn't, the art was kind of interesting. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. It's, it's a CGI movie. Uh, they know they talked about in the panel how this is like, uh, I think one of the first CGI, I think it might be the first CGI movie that DC has ever done. The animation is really good, like especially when you watch it in full instead of watching just a couple of clips. And to me, I think for me, when I watched the early clips in the trails, I wasn't really as keen on the villain being Starro. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I just seen Starro a lot in animation, so like I just was not interested in that being the story. And that, with that being said, I feel like that, like that kind of didn't matter almost. Like the fact, like the villain didn't really matter because of just the personal relationship between one Jonathan and his parents and then two Jonathan and Damien and just seeing how that interacted and seeing the performances from those uh, young men who played those two, uh, those two characters was just phenomenal. 
So that was the biggest thing I took away from the weekend was if you have not already planned to watch or buy the DVD or buy the digital of uh, Batman, Superman, Battle of the Super Sons, definitely do it. It is worth your while. I don't know about you, Sham. What, what was your highlight for the weekend? Uh, for me? Um, hmm. My highlight... Uh, well, my well, I mean, my I mean, to be totally honest, my highlight is getting a lightsaber, uh, which is really cool. Uh, so <laughs> definitely check out. Yeah, Shamari does have a fire lightsaber. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really cool lightsaber. I, I don't think I posted any pictures of it on my. Yeah, screen. I'm probably gonna post it on. Check out my Instagram. I'll probably post it today. Um, I action, might as well. Action EJ is my Instagram. Uh, Shamari's Instagram is mcshan22. If you want to get more kind yeah. of content, and by the way, real quick, we don't have any like videos and stuff. Partly that being that Kendall wasn't there, so that made it harder for us to do video. Um, B being that we uh, kind of wanted to, you know, enjoy the experience of Comic-Con, having not been there for several years, and I thought it was important to kind of maybe just take it in as much, not not necessarily go to shoot a bunch of content. And also, you know, it, it is still a pandemic, despite what a lot of people do believe. So uh, the idea that we're approaching a lot of people, you know, I, I thought maybe it was best to maybe hold off on content, this year, I will say I miss not doing content. I really love seeing a lot of the cosplayers. I did get to take pictures with a lot of them, talk to some of them. And next year, I definitely think we will be doing something. Um, whether Kendall was there or not, we're definitely going to try to put something together because I, I missed that aspect of it. So, But, yes, if you want to see more of our Comic-Con adventures, make sure you check us out on social media. But go ahead, Shem. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely check that out. The lightsaber, lightsaber is awesome. Um, but... Uh, but I also, in terms of, I guess, just things we saw in panels, um, for me, the highlight is probably probably uh, the Rings of Power. Um, that show is fantastic for anyone out there that that's a fan of Lord of the Rings. Um, so I think that was that was really cool. It's really cool that they were able to, um, you know, get actually get the cast members in and show us sneak peeks and do things like that. So, um, so that was really fun. Yeah, no, no, I had a, I had a friend shout out to my boy Anthony Gallo from WFAN. Uh, he was at Comic Con this weekend, and he was at that panel as well. He was also very impressed. So, but yes, the power of uh, what's it called? The power of rings. You said uh, the rings of power. The rings of power. Rings of power. Um, yeah, definitely make sure you guys check out that show. Make sure you guys check out Battle of the Super Sons. We also saw uh, Pennyworth. Uh, that season is out now. Um, T- Titans, the new season be coming out in november there's a release date i believe november 7th 7th i want to say that date um we saw some exclusive footage from there though some of that has now been put out to the public so really fun weekend man really fun weekend uh thanks kendall for of course for asking us uh what what we were thinking about and what we saw from this weekend and uh if you guys didn't catch catch it make sure you you go next year and make sure uh, next year if you do go and you see your boys you know come up and say hello Maybe, you know, give us an interview. We could talk to you about your experience at Comic-Con. And, uh, and and just really happy to be back. And really happy just to see kind of everybody enjoying themselves. You know, we think about just how much despair we've had in this world for the last, you know, two, three years or so. And there's still despair. I don't, again, I don't want to make it act like everything's all great now. But the fact that we were able to come together, we were able to do this event and see so many people in their full element. I know the people that went last year were saying that, it was a very much a watered-down event, even though it was technically the first Comic-Con back. This really did feel like Comic-Con was back. I mean, I, I can't speak to last year because I wasn't there. But this did feel like it was back pretty much in full swing. Amazing cosplay. 
um, a big amount of people. It was it was definitely crowded at certain parts of the weekend, but overall, really good time. But uh, but let's let's shift gears now. Let's talk about this major announcement that came from Disney today. So Disney is making significant changes to its movie schedule for the next four years, with major implications for Marvel Studios. So let's break down some of these changes we're going to see. So Blade, which was set to come out in November third of twenty twenty three. Has now been moved back almost a full year now to September 6, 2024. We'll get to Blade more in a second. Deadpool uh, now moves from, which is right now technically is an untitled Marvel movie, but we know through the Deadpool sideshow promotion that's happening, which again is so weird <laughs> uh, that that is the movie that they're talking about when they say a movie has been moved, uh, the untitled Marvel movie, according to the Disney announcement, because Disney has not announced this movie yet for some reason. Deadpool goes from. September 6th of 2024 to November of 2024. That's only a two-month move, so nothing major there. Here's another big move, though. Fantastic Four, which is set to come out in November of 2024, moves to uh, February of 2025. So that's about four or five months there where you're going to see a big difference. And perhaps the biggest news of this you know, change and shift happening at Marvel, Avengers Secret Wars moves from November of uh, 2025 to may 1st of 2026 there's also a may 1st 2026 marvel movie that has now been removed from the schedule so secret wars now moves to the following year which means you do not have that double avengers year that we were looking at 2025 fantastic four moves out of 2024 as well and in speaking of blade like i mentioned earlier this news about this whole slate change comes amid a report today by the Hollywood Reporter that Blade has temporarily halted production while the movie seeks a director and a new script. Now, we saw, we talked a lot about that last week, that there were issues and things were being re, re, you know, redone and rewritten. Now, you know, close to official confirmation that they're just stopping everything uh, and, and starting over, essentially. Now, crew members were reportedly notified about this pause to production today. We're recording this on Tuesday, October 11th. So, Kendall, um, when you see this movie slate and the changes that have happened, what is the biggest highlight for you? Um, I mean, obviously, for sure, the biggest the biggest change is Blade being pushed back almost a full year, uh, and the obvious domino effect that it caused in terms of needing to push everything back. Uh, because of that, um, you know, I, look, this Blade movie right now is it, it's it's a mess. Uh, I I don't know. We talked about it last last week. Um, you know, you you think you feel like the the big reason why is just because they were a little that that they 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 decided to make the movie less about a great story and more about uh, a great casting. You right. know. Um, a great casting idea rather than a great story idea, but uh, and so they're having trouble now working backwards and saying, well, now that we have the great casting idea, let's come up with a great story. Right. Um. So that you know that's that's unfortunate, and then the the residual effects of that, um, meaning that all these movies get pushed back. I mean. We've seen it happen in Marvel. I mean, a Marvel schedule is very, very fluid. You know, things have moved around. You know, a lot, a lot 
closer in advance than this, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you know, being three years out, four years out from some of these movies, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose my mind over the fact that, you know, we're not getting, you know, Avengers, uh, in 25, but instead in 26, I mean, some of this is like, it's like, you know, future scheduling in college football, right? You know, like you find yeah, right. out that Texas is playing Georgia 2020, 2042, uh, home and home, you know, like, yeah, yeah I saw like, we, uh, there's a. A Minnesota Alabama home and home was announced for 2020, 2033 and 2032, I believe. <laughs> Today, yeah. literally. So that's that's what Ken was talking about there. So so that this feels this has a little bit of that energy where I'm like, I mean, 2026. I mean, I, I mean, maybe that's when by the time we get hit, hit 2026, maybe that's when the DCEU will get back rolling again. But <laughs> um, but right now, uh. It's hard to say the the, the immediate effect, but it, you only, you only feel it when you get to that date. Like when once you when we, when we get to uh, November uh, November of twenty three, and we're like, yeah, Blade was supposed to come out <laughs> this time. That's when it, that's when people always that's when it always hits people. And it's like, damn, like we're supposed to have Blade right now, or we're supposed to have you know Deadpool. You know, is that that is when that's when it really hits you. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And to me. It just feels like I think you made a good point talking about how Blade really impacted everything because when you see it in its full scale, you see how you know Blade goes this date. So that means Deadpool has moved back a couple months, and then Deadpool moved back a couple months means that Fantastic Four has moved back a couple months. I'm not sure where the Avengers part comes in because that's like a whole different you know year uh, where they decided to move that so far back. I don't know if that has to do with Fantastic Four maybe moving to a different year. They didn't want Fantastic Four and Secret Wars in the same year for some reason. Who knows? We'll never know what that, you know, May 1st, 2026 movie is. Or I'm sure it's probably a big one considering it's a May date. So I think that's a good point. I'm alluding just how the troubles of Blade kind of messed with a lot of things. Now, there are a lot of other movies that are still unchanged by this. You know, Thunderbolts, Captain America 4, the Marvels. So I don't want to make it sound like, you know, oh, now... All these movies you're waiting to see, well, now you're going to have to wait longer. There, there are going to be a lot of movies during that same time period that you'll be able to watch, and, and, and you'll they'll be unaffected. When I saw this, Sham, I did feel like when I looked at the slate in this, in this new entire, in, in this new format, which, you know, now has Ant-Man, Guardians 3, and the Marvels as the 2023 movies, Cat 4, Thunderbolts, and Blade as 2024 movies, along with Deadpool, and Fantastic Four, and Kang Dynasty being uh, the 2025 movies as of right now. Of course, there's we'll talk about where Spider-Man may fit into all of this, you know, allegedly, according to um, some rumors that we saw on the Internet. I, I just looked at 2023, and I started to wonder, Sham, does 2023 kind of, kind of continue this little, like, kind of malaise we've had with Marvel and the feeling that they've kind of maybe kind of missed their stride a little bit? You know, I think there's a lot of excitement for Ant-Man 3, but it is Ant-Man. So we're going to have to kind of see what happens with that. Uh, you know, Guardians 3, you know, I think it's, it's also kind of like a we'll, kind of a wait and see kind of deal in terms of where that movie goes. I think it was an excellent first movie. I think the second movie was, you know, pretty good, but the a little forgettable. The, the, the marketing for that movie has been a mess. I mean, it hasn't started out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's right? been no, there's been zero marketing, really. <laughs> like, nobody, uh, nobody even knows it's happening. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it's happening. We don't know who's in it. It's... Yeah, I agree. There has not been, there's not been good direct marketing, and I don't think there's even been good indirect marketing. Which like, we know, like the Marvels comes out after that, but we know way more about the Marvels. People yeah. are more excited about the Marvels than Guardians. 
Yes, and I, I argue the Mar- I argue the Marvels has done a much better job of that indirect marketing I'm talking about, where you, you say, "Hey, this person's going to be in it, and that person's going to be in it," and then some of the direct marketing we've seen. Like they were literally a door, and they were just like a footnote, and it was like, "Oh, cool." There was no hint or or tease or not even a bare presence in Thor made people excited for Guardians Three. They were no, just there. No. Yeah, not at all. And it was weird because you know Thor leaving with them in Endgame felt like a big deal, and it just was not treated like that in that movie. So interesting point there. So I don't know, Shane. Like that. That to me is kind of some of my takeaway was that you know the chance to have something like Blade in there for twenty twenty three, which would have gave you four movies. And something very new. I, I thought, you know, not having it there, I think, kind of leaves twenty twenty three. Kind of makes me wonder, hey, you know, what do you do here? Like Captain Marvel one movie I liked, but some people kind of were, you know, a little not too excited about, weren't crazy about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brie Larson's performance as Carol Danvers. You know, that's your your July movie, and then again, Guardians three, just no buzz, no juice right now. It feels like Ant Man's really gonna have to carry the, you know, really set the tone for twenty twenty three. What is your takeaway with how these uh, changes mm-hmm. affect the entire calendar? Yeah, it's I. Oh boy, like you said, EJ. I mean, it kind of adds to your concern. Um, I'm not too worried about Guardians Three. Basically, everything James Gunn has made, I've enjoyed. Uh, so, I'm not too concerned about Guardians Three. I know some people feel however they feel about the Suicide Squad. I enjoy the Suicide Squad a lot. So I'm not too worried about Guardians 3. Do I agree the marketing hasn't... There hasn't been any marketing, really. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm pretty confident that that should be good. How good, I don't know, but, I mean, it, it should be a good movie. Like, the Suicide Squad was a good movie. It wasn't like a tentpole movie, but I thought it was a good movie. I agree with you, um, yes. So I feel like Guardians should be a good movie. So that shouldn't be one where it's like, oh my god, this is the one that stunk. You know, I I doubt it. Um, basically, every other one, I mean, we don't know, right? We have yet to see it with even the Captain America, which I'm very excited for. And I know that's 24, but that's one that that where it's a new Captain America, you know, new, uh, you know, like director, uh, you know, new style. Like we don't know what we're getting. Um, with this Captain America, the Marvels, we don't know, right? I, I don't know uh, what they're doing with the Marvels. The first Captain Marvel movie, I thought was I thought was decent. I didn't like the Cuddly Scrolls then. I know they're coming out with Secret Invasion, so we'll see if there's a change there. But you know, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I like the Ant Man movies more than probably most people. Like they're some of my favorite Marvel movies. I, like the Ant Man movies to me are, are just great. Um, so I'm I I hope I enjoy it. I think I'm gonna enjoy Quantumania. Um, but again, it's just these there we haven't had like a big Marvel like movie. Uh Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to be one and it and it and it wasn't it. Uh you know, a lot of these shows um have been I mean, they've been fine, you know, like they like they've been good, but not like you have to see this, right? Like you know, not to go back to Star Wars, but to Star Wars, they have the Mandalorian. Like, if you're on Disney Plus, watch this. You know, that kind of buzz. Like, nothing except maybe WandaVision. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't even necessarily count Loki. I'd say Loki's, like, probably right outside of that. 
But maybe except, except WandaVision has had that kind of buzz. Nothing. Yeah, I from the that. from from and, the Marvel. There are metrics that suggest Loki was there or close. I remember we've talked about that right. on the show. Yeah. Um but but nothing else except WandaVision has had that kind of buzz, that kind of like just buzz where you're just you go and you look at what people are talking about and they're talking about WandaVision. You know, like like nothing's had that. And then Doctor Strange kind of killed a lot of that buzz. Um as well. So Marvel is kind of Marvel is in a very tenuous kind of position as as we've said on this podcast many times over over the past several months now um and you know i don't i think pushing things back and i want to echo kendall's point also with you know this isn't a good sign when it comes to blade this is not a good sign for blade um and i think it, it makes it harder is that uh, and I keep saying that the first Blade movie I rewatched Blade recently. That is a great movie. <laughs> right. yeah. If you want action, you want blood, you want vampires, you want horror, Marvel action. Wesley Snipes is the is OG Blade, and it is not going to be easy to top that. Right. So they, they I mean, this it's definitely a, they got a lot of work to do on their hands. I think Mahershala Ali knows that, and he's saying, listen, this isn't going to this isn't going to do it. So. Yeah, so this, so yeah, Marvel's not not in a good position. This is not good news. Just, just straight up, not good news. Yeah. Now, you know, now, like I, I tweeted today, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again here. Like I think that the whole Blade fiasco stemmed from, uh, you know, Feige getting away from, you know, his principles. You know, it's like when you're, you know, the head coach of a football team, and your team is, you know, your team is is is, is you know typically a smash mouth football. Yeah, you run the rock. Right? You run the rock, you know. <laughs> right. You work off play action, you know. You but you you know you're, you're looking to get to run the ball thirty to forty times a game, and then all of a sudden, because you you sign some star wide receiver, but the rest of your team is still the same. You say, you know what? We're not going air raid. We're gonna throw the ball fifty times, and you know because we gotta you know utilize this star receiver, and, and it's never gonna work out for you that way. You know, the Browns you, when they you got Odell. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's not that's not the the Marvel way. You know, Marvel has been what what's made them so strong is that they're so meticulous with their planning. And every project that comes out, there's a purpose behind it. And when we heard that Blade was happening and we got the explanation from Feige and the explanation was Marshall Ali called me and said he wanted to do it, so we're doing it. Uh, that that sounded a little alarming to me when it happened. Um you almost wanted and now to be joking, but now we know he was he's probably serious. No, yeah. And I, I never thought he was joking because he said it multiple times. And and it also there was never any information about a movie. Like the other things that were yeah. coming out, he kept having information about it. Like he couldn't even tell if it was a movie or a show. We didn't know what it was for like a year. So like to me, like that this is, you know, a lesson learned, I think, for Kevin Feige in saying, Hey, like, if you're gonna do anything, like there has to be a real plan behind it. You can't just green light something. Because so, you have a, a superstar actor who says, I want to be on your team. I'll, I mean, I don't know personally. I mean, look, I'm not a movie producer. I don't I don't make schedules, this and that. But I, I don't even know if putting Blade ahead of Deadpool, that seems a little lofty. Unless, I mean, part of me makes me wonder if Deadpool being put, I mean, it only got pushed back two months, obviously. But, you know... Secret Wars as well getting pushed back has to do with other people involved, like like a Hugh Jackman or other. Yeah, I get the impression that Secret Wars being pushed back has almost nothing to do with any of this Blade nonsense. That's the impression I get. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I get the impression that that is 
separate. Because there's going to be a lot of there's a lot of moving parts, obviously, with that that conceptually. So you got to get you need more time to make that movie than probably would most movies. Uh, and, and if I, you want to make it right, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how significant this is for Marvel, but you know, putting it out in September means you're gonna have an October run of Blade, and that being Halloween season, that's not nothing. You know, that's that is. <laughs> I, I thought I, about that, and you know, I thought I thought about that in the opposite direction. Like, why wouldn't you put Blade? In in November, you said, like that, like coming coming. Deadpool is November eighth. November is late. Can they come, can they come in low? Can you say that? Like, like September is you know Deadpool three is coming out uh, November eighth, whereas Blade is coming out uh, September sixth. But you release Blade on November eighth, and. Now you've got all of October. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Or just move it up to November first. Yeah, I think to me, I don't. Again, that this is kind of like, I mean, obviously November eighth is closer to Halloween, but. I also, I don't know, I feel like Halloween is one of those holidays or whatever you want to call it where, like, once it's over, like, it's just over. Like, we don't, like, kind of, like, have, like, a Halloween hangover where we're still, like, it's not, like, honestly, like, Christmas really is, it's, to me, it's Christmas until, like, New Year's Eve. New Year's, right. Yeah, like, yeah. like the, the the Radio City Rockettes are still doing their thing. Like, they're still, right. you know, people doing, with Christmas trees It's still up. freezing like, cold outside. Yeah, yeah, first of all, it's still freezing cold. Yeah, like, like to me, the Christmas season, you know. It's not even over after Christmas. Like, there's at least, you know, you know, three or four, five more days where you're there. Then when you get the New Year's Eve, okay, this is now a new thing. Where Halloween isn't that case. I don't know if, like, having Blade come out after Halloween, I don't know if there's any value in that. I I think that there's more value. There are people who want to, there are people who put up Halloween decorations literally when September rolls around. Like, that's a thing now. Like, Halloween now starts super early. And you go to your local CVS at uh on september 1st they're gonna have halloween candy halloween stuff up it's just it's just where we are right now so yeah and I think we, yeah sorry go ahead Sean. no and i and i just wanted to say and, and i feel like i you know and look i'm the one that that, that is always kind of talking dc and whenever D, dc does something stupid people like shamara was going shamara will explain this and i don't know what to say but the DC guy. i'm a dc guy on the show but I'm just saying DC's had some bangers with Batman and, you know, like Joker. And I thought the Suicide Squad was very good. And I thought Harley Quinn was very good, though. I know that the look, the, the ratings and whatever were Harley Quinn. I thought that was a good movie. And Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. And, you know, I'm just like, where's Marvel's bangers? They used to have all the bangers. Now, like, they don't have, like, any bangers. You know, except for like WandaVision in recent memory, like they need the like. I mean, well, so I mean, Spider Man No Way Home is a banger. Well, okay, Spider Man No Way. Home. I know there's a Sony, there's a Sony thing in there, right? Of know, course. I, I don't yeah. know how that whole works out, and I know Kendall yeah, Spider Man was that. a banger. 
Yeah, and now Kendall does like to make the point. He feels like Marvel kind of jumped on Sony's coattails with that, oh, yeah. but it, it is Marvel sure, produced, sure. so so and, that's a banger. But but like I, I would like argue that's the only of, one like, they've had. The ratio, yeah, of like banger to like nothing, because Marvel puts out so much content. Like, like No Way Home feels like it was a million years ago. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> like, and it wasn't, but it feels yeah, it like was that. Ten months ago, yeah, yeah. So like. So like it's it's I think it's a problem like and I think if DC keeps making quality content it's gonna be an even bigger problem I don't know what their plans are because because their student Warner Brothers has been just all this hectic mess yeah they're a mess going on but if they keep making quality movies I think it's gonna be a big problem you know because Marvel is just putting people to sleep right now just to be honest that's the vibe that I get from just everybody is Marvel puts me to sleep their content is boring me. Why do why do I have to pay for this? That, I'm hearing people. Why am I paying to go see this movie? I, people didn't used to say that about Marvel. So, you know, someone's got to like kind of like start ringing the bell and say, "Yo, Feige, wake up!" You know, this isn't just you're not just you know you're not just running everything anymore. Like you got to come out with quality content. And if you need to make less things, then do that. I feel like someone's got to tell them that. If you need to just make less things, then do that. You know, we don't need you to make a million things and then just just half-ass them. You know, like so. Yeah, that's. I just had to say that because I feel like no, I feel like that isn't really said as much. Where I know DC just in terms of like their organization is is just a mess, but just in terms of like the how much quality content they produce lately, they've been producing. And EJ already sort of mentioned it, but. You know, when you look at the 2023 Marvel, because, you know, when Shamari lays it out like that, I mean, you look at what's coming out. I mean, they're really going to be relying, relying, like like EJ mentioned, on Ant-Man. And and the films are Ant-Man, Guardians, and the Marvels. That's it. And then on Disney Plus, you're relying heavily on Secret Invasion and, and, and Ironheart. And X Men, I feel like those are the those are gonna be, and you have Loki season two, which yeah. we'll see. And then you got Echoes is also debuting, which will have Daredevil, which will be cool. But but at this point, you know the Daredevil thing's been I don't say it's been played out, but you know we've now seen it, you know two separate iterations, and it'll be our, our second Kingpin as well. But um, it, you know, but it's still no, I mean there is no. There's no tentpole, you know, A plus type project. Nope. There's not. You know, I mean, Guardians. Guardians, like in theory, is a big name, but again, and I, I will say, I think I'm starting to realize that I think one, a big reason why they haven't started marketing the the Guardians movies because they have the holiday special coming up in December. Oh, yeah. That is happening. But maybe, but they're also not marketing that. So I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's not yeah. an excuse. Yeah, I'm like nobody even knows that's coming out. I mean, yeah. it's, you you just reminded I mean, me. I, I forgot. Yeah, and, and, and like Marvel's marketing's been a little lazy last last couple. At least on Disney, when it comes to Disney Plus, like I mean, Werewolf by Night came out, and I, I don't know if people even know that 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 happened. You know, like, and then we got a Guardians holiday special that's coming out that again people don't know is happening. So. Uh, and then we've got yeah. What If season two next year, but like X Men is going to be X Men ninety seven is going to be 
like that's that's a really big because that I mean the fall of next year that's all they've got is that in Ironheart. Right. So, and then leading into the winter, you've got for now you got Agatha, Coven of Chaos. I mean, it, next year is going to be pretty slim when it comes to the unless something gets moved up or something else gets moved back, which I think is also very possible. But they could say that Marvel is going to get pushed back. But now, what are you releasing in the summer? Because that's a summer movie. Right. So I, they're in a weird spot right now. Um, you know, I, I would almost would have said they should have moved harder on Captain America four to get it out next year, but they want that to come out in May of twenty four. So really, they're they're trying they're trying like hell right now to stretch the little bit of. And it's not like it's a little bit of content because they have a lot of uh, have a lot of Disney Plus yeah. properties. But like the little bit of major, major stuff, because like when Shamari, like Shamari said, when you're doing so much stuff, inherently people are only going to be focused on the big stuff, you know, because you can't focus on a million projects at a time. So then when you're 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 major focus on the big stuff, but the big stuff isn't coming out like I mean, honestly, the next year, I mean, it's almost like, you know, a college football team or a college basketball team where you're like, look, we just got, you know, the bad recruiting class, you know, we just got to get past this year. We know we're not going to make the tournament. We're not, gonna make, we're not making a bowl game this year. Just give us one more year and then we'll get to 24. That's what 23 feels like. And you know, so he's saying, uh, Kevin Feige's a uh, Jimbo Fisher right now. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. This is, we're Auburn football right now, but, um, it, like, it feels like this is a big year. And I think, this big year, similar to Jimbo Fisher, what are you going to sell them on? You're not selling them on the team that's playing. You're selling them on the recruiting class. You're selling them on, we got Fantastic Four coming. You know, here, you know, here's who's playing Reed Richards. Here's who's playing, you know, Johnny Storm. Here's who's playing Professor X five years down the line. That's how you're going to sell people on the MCU in the next 12 months. It's not going to be necessarily with everything that's coming out. It's going to be on looking down the future and looking down the line, which isn't, it's going to, it's almost a disservice to the stuff that's actually coming out. No. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that's why it's going to be imperative that they really need to ramp up the promote to the promotion of these 2023 movies. I think our apathy to them is not how Marvel feels internally, but if you don't show us anything, which I know they have shown people Ant-Man things. And I actually saw some Ant-Man footage uh, that was on Twitter. That was obviously illegal, but you know it was on. So it's not my fault. It's not like I went. No, you, I mean, you, you, you just uh, remember that you were at D23. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I actually was at D23, <laughs> now that you mention it. Kind of. <laughs> but I did yeah. see some Ant-Man footage, and it looks fire. I mean, it looks fire. It, I can't stress enough how great it looked. But they, not, they haven't shown that to the public. You know, and I know that I think they really want to give I think they want to clear out for Wakanda forever. And I understand that. But I think there is this kind of uneasiness about the future of Marvel that I think was alleviated a great deal by what we saw at Comic-Con. But I think now this this schedule change, I think, does kind of um, maybe bring that back. Last thing real quick, this schedule change also throws in. It also confirms people's fears that they're going to be able to push back some of those announcements that people want. Like, we don't have to get the Fantastic Four castings until Comic-Con next year. Oh, yeah. Not yet. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, they, the they movies are coming out for twenty five. Yeah, they don't, they don't, yeah, they don't have to tell us anything about the Fantastic Four, like at all. They ain't yeah. gotta tell us anything about Secret Wars. They don't gotta tell us no. much about Kang Dynasty. I mean, yeah, those movies, yeah, we don't gotta hear. They might not say anything. Just like they, you know, we didn't hear anything from Fantastic Four during the the D twenty three panel we just saw. So yeah, I know that's a very good point there. I will say that I mean I am. While I did note that hey, twenty twenty three may look a little light. I think twenty twenty four could be a, a banger year of like true, like kind of gritty Marvel stuff. Like when you think of one Daredevil's going to be in there with a Disney show, then it's Cap War, Thunderbolts, Blade, and Deadpool three. I mean, you're talking about like you want to talk about Smash Mouth football. I mean, that's Smash Mouth kind of content. Like I, I'm really excited for twenty twenty four to feel maybe unlike any of the year Marvel has done in terms of the amount of shows that are going to be more action. The only thing that or maybe violent or not maybe with Blade and Deadpool definitely more violent. Um, like that. 2024 is exciting. Like, that's, like, that group of movies is, like, that's a pretty cool grouping. So, I think that's a silver lining in this. But a last thing the, the, narrative, the narrative for Marvel could change. I mean, we've got the finale of She-Hulk coming up. And I really like She-Hulk, by the way. I want to mention that. Yeah, that's, that, that's, it's been a polarizing, been a polarizing show. Um, but the finale is coming up and I mean, I've got predictions. Well, you know, we're not getting into any of that, but I think that, that, you know, everything that we've talked about in terms of maybe tying into Captain America, you know, I think may, may, may come to fruition. And if that's the case, that'll get people somewhat excited. Hopefully if you like the way, if you like the way, if you like She-Hulk, it'll get people excited. And I'm I'm not caught up in She-Hulk as well. Just, just uh, as an FYI. Yeah. And and the, the, the other thing besides She-Hulk is you have Black Panther, obviously. And, you know, we'll see we'll see how the movie is. But um, Namor as a character is a big deal uh, g- going down the line. Uh, obviously setting up who the Black Panther is uh, in the short term and long term is a big deal as well. And if... For whatever reason, or if if, if there if, if by some chance Doctor Doom shows up, I mean now the narrative is I mean because we have no idea like I, I mean at this stage Doctor Doom doesn't exist in the MCU even theoretically I haven't said anything about Doctor Doom even being in Fantastic Four so uh, if he's just in if he's in Black Panther now now the 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 hierarchy of power in the in the, in the MCU in the Marvel universe. Will shift. Yeah, no, I think that those are no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that I think that those are very important points as well. I do want to uh, move uh, move forward to talk about uh, some interesting rumors we're seeing on the internet. So Kevin Feige has already said that Spider Man Four would be returning uh, to a more of a street level scale in this film that's coming out, which we don't know when, but it is happening. And now there are rumors that a few new members of the MCU will have a major role in that story. According to Alice Perez of the Cosmic Circus, the film could handle the fallout of season one of Daredevil Born Again. That's the Disney Plus show that will be starring Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox as Fisk and Matt Murdock. Uh, The outlet also says that Marvel Sony is eyeing a debut date for the movie for July of 2024. July 12th to be exact, which is interesting and and makes me wonder what's going to happen to thunderbolts because the thunderbolts technically would come out two weeks later but we'll leave that maybe to 
to the side and focus more on the Daredevil stuff here. Sham, are you thumbs up on Spider-Man 4 tying in with the new Daredevil show? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely thumbs up on that. Um, I mean, I mean, of course, we saw Matt Murdock um, in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, and I thought that was a fun interaction. Um, and I mean, so I'd, I'd be in favor of that. It's not that's not exactly a team up that I know a lot of people was like, oh, see, you guys see Spider-Man Daredevil. That's not a team up that I'm like, I got to see it. It's not like a, a thing where it's like once like Marvel gets Daredevil, I got to see him team up, team up with Tom Holland. Like, that's not exactly what I'm feeding to see. You know, um, Spider-Man is like a Teflon Don kind of property right now. So anything involving Spider-Man is probably going to be a success. And I'll probably enjoy it because Tom Holland does a good job. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, but I'm down. I'm down. I think anything. Anything. I think anything with Charlie Cox. You throw Charlie Cox. I mean, as we saw, you throw him in, in She-Hulk, and people will like it. You know, you throw Daredevil in She-Hulk, people like people like it. You could put Charlie Cox and Daredevil in, uh, you know, Captain America. People will probably like it. You could put him in anything. People will probably like it. Um, so I'm in favor. Of it. I, I'm in favor of it, and I think it would be cool to see them. You know, fighting side by side. I know they both kind of have the, you know, kind of sensory abilities. I know Spider-Man, of course, yeah. has a spider sense. Daredevil has his kind of daredevil sense of, of just huh. sensing everything else. So, um, so yeah, I think that I think that'll be cool to see. You know, it's funny, Kendall Sham talks about you know people kind of pairing, you know, Daredevil with Spider-Man, that being a dream pairing, and uh, I, I like the pairing. I do. I don't know if necessarily it's like something I crave, but I, I really do like when Spider-Man and Daredevil pair up. I think that. Um, their personalities, Peter and Matt, work off each other really well. I think that Spider-Man and Daredevil, you know, in costume and in action, work off each other very well. Um, but to me, was I've I've always, in terms of the Daredevil Spider-Man thing, I've always linked it more to the importance of Fisk and Spider-Man having a beef, having some kind of relationship being more important in this grand scheme of things because our whole reason why we have never had spider-man interact with kingpin on the big screen is because and some cartoons actually spectacular spider-man is if you've watched that show i think the best spider-man cartoon ever done they do tombstone instead of fisk in part because they couldn't use fisk Uh, sony produced that show and fisk at that time was a fox property under the daredevil banner to me that is a very important relationship to the Spider-Man mythos and being able to get that interaction potentially in this next movie is actually what I'm more excited about. Like I think Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin is just like the perfect villain for Spider-Man in many ways. He's one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. He's also one of my favorite other villains, of course, but I think he's a great villain for both guys for different reasons. But I think that that is the excitement I have. I think that's the excitement that a lot of other people have. Kendall is the potential to see, kingpin and spider-man you know going up against each other that is something that i think is extremely exciting and i'm looking forward to like to me i've always looked at kingpin as like as spider-man's like penguin but like a penguin could break him in half like like what penguin does for batman to me is like what penguin combined right yeah exactly that's a great thing it's like bane and penguin combined like what if like you had this really great not great as in not 
good person, but like a very like effective like crime boss who could like, you know, corrupt the city to its core. But what if he could also break your back? <laughs> like like and, and, and Peter being kind of the, the humble, you know, you know, whether he's a you know, photographer or whatever odd job he's doing at that time, him facing that entity actually presented even different different challenges than it did for like Bruce being, you know, a billionaire himself. That is the relationship, that is the storyline, the story thread that I'm looking to see pull see get pulled. And that's why I, I really am excited about potential that something Daredevil will then tie into and link to Spider-Man 4. So I'm cool with Matt and Spider-Man being together. I think that they're a great pairing already. But if we can get Fisk as a major figment in the Spider-Man universe that we see on the big screen, that would be very important. I think it would be really awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think a big thing you know, with that is going to be, again, this idea of, similar to how I brought up with Echo, because there'll also be an Echo, and we'll have had 18 episodes of a Daredevil series. I'm not going to go as far as say we'll be Daredeviled out, but will the novelty be the same that it's been in the past? And now, and maybe it's not about the novelty, maybe it's about just an incredible story. Yeah. You know, and, and and great actors, great great characters, um, but now that's that's what you're relying on, um, and so that that part will be interesting. But um, man, I mean, it makes it it makes does make it interesting to to say that it'll be connected to Daredevil because, um, you know, I mean, has any of the I mean, it's early, obviously, in the in the stage of Disney Plus, but none of them have really tied into uh, Spider Man and stuff. Obviously, considering it's those are Sony movies. Um, yeah, I mean, so the idea that there was a thought that Loki would, but I'd be hard pressed to find how it did. Yeah, other, other than saying that there's a multiverse, like I mean, I, I guess maybe that is a right. way in it, it tied because that was the first time. Besides, of course, the far from home movie that we learned of a multiverse so that right. may be your way but yeah otherwise none right no no direct tie-in no obvious tie-in and that that is uh you know and, and i mean we have nothing on nothing on the upcoming slate besides potentially daredevil uh and what if by the way does have spider-man so i will throw that out there but yeah, sure. um but nothing on the nothing on the slate to you know obviously leans towards a, a Spider-Man tie-in either. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it does it does create more excitement and drum up more excitement for Daredevil. Um, and, I mean, the idea that Spider-Man is coming out in 2024 is also... I mean, I love the way Sony does their movies, man. Uh, not because I didn't watch Morbius, so I can't say I like them for their quality. But, uh, but I love the way they... They just get them out, man. You know, they don't. They're efficient. Spider Verse, they, yeah. they just took Spider Verse a little bit to come out, right. but yeah. they are they're efficient, man. Yeah. Like the idea that you know we just had No Way Home, like you said, about ten months ago, and we're already talking about Spider Man, Spider Man Four coming out in twenty four, when you know 
the actors involved are kind of like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. They're kind of beg, they're kind of begging them to please not do one for a long time. And Sony's like, yeah, okay, yeah, twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's <laughs> like read the contract. Yeah. Um, and look, I mean, as a fan, I mean, like Marvel for, <laughs> for instance, like they've they've had the rights allegedly to the Fantastic Four and and the X Men, and they're taking ten years to make them. So yeah, I, again, I appreciate that part of Sony because. Marvel will make you think that, you know, you can't do a sequel for five years. Right. Um, and and we can't even say, oh, well, they only have one property because, I mean, they're cre- they, they've they created other properties within Spider-Man. So they're, they are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're juggling the universe. universe. Raven supposed to be coming out soon. Yeah. Madam Web supposed to be been, coming out been, soon. Yeah, there have been, been leaked photos from the set of Madam Web. So that's happening. El Muerto with, with Bad yes. Bunny supposed to be that, coming out. I keep seeing them yeah. stories and keep thinking, I keep forgetting that that's a real thing. But yeah, yeah I know for a fact I'm not going to see that movie. But still, <laughs> they're making them. Yeah, yeah, it's it, they kind of like the uh, they like the little engine that could. I know it's crazy calling a conglomerate like Sony a little engine, but it's like you keep kind of forgetting them. But they they keep making their dates for the most part, except for uh, you know the the Spider Verse movies. I kind of give them a break for that because they're trying to do something really ambitious doing them back to back like the way they were trying to do but otherwise yeah you know no delays no nothing pretty much they seem to just be ready when they are um i want to shift gears now to our final story today and this was i thought very fascinating um so dwayne rock johnson uh he says he's uh preparing to throw down with the man of steel on the big screen speaking with cinema blend ahead of next week's release of black adam johnson says the plan is to have superman and Black Adam square off in a future film. When asked about the chances we'll see the super fight, Johnson said, and this is a long quote, but I wanted to make sure I get a lot of these statements in here. I think they're very fascinating to me. He said, absolutely, that is the whole point of this. He adds, there's there's a new era in DC in the DC universe that's about to begin, and what I meant uh, by that was introducing a brand new character. It's not a sequel, not an existing IP. It was, you know, Black Adam. Two years ago, the world had no idea who he was. We did not, we did, but uh, not, you know, the rest of the mass out there. Introducing the JSA, introducing the new era of the DC universe. But also, I w- what I really meant by this is a new era in DC is listening to the fans. Listening to the fans. And doing our best to give the fans what they want. In this case, with what you and I are talking about, meaning Superman versus Black Adam, I've been listening and I've been wanting to address fans for years because I've been waiting for someone to step up and address the fans and say, hey, we hear you. So finally, after many months turned into many years, we ended up with what we ended up at. And the whole goal and my intention now is to this new era, this new time. Now let's build it out. I, I just want to say this, Sham, before I toss it to you. I, I, I got honestly, I got to give I got to get the rock a round of applause. Shout out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, I, I read these comments and I thought, man, he sounds like the guy that should be the Kevin Feige of DC. Like that's that's what I that's what I read. Now, there are a lot of reasons why he can't and shouldn't be, but this mindset is I feel like what I've been saying for I don't know, like seven years. Like I don't know when when did when did like BVS come out? When was the b- promotion of BVS happening? Like whenever that was happening. Like, I feel like I've been saying this exact thing is that, like, 
like all you have to do is just give the people what they want and while that's not always possible you if you do it enough you you'll be in a lot great a lot better shape and that part of the reason why marvel did so well and has done so well was because they essentially give the people what they want and what they're accustomed to seeing from these popular characters that they bring to the big screen and to me seeing the rock talk this way and now like i like i tweeted look it could be lip service the rock at the end of the day you know i always go back to he at the end of the day he's a professional wrestler which means that he knows how to promote he knows how to shoot a promo so you want to talk about giving a good promo to the dc universe you couldn't have a better person to say that this could all be nonsense i mean they don't technically have again a head of dc right now they're apparently still looking for that person so he's very confident saying this is a new era which i guess it will be because there will be someone new but we don't even know who's leading it so there are there is some confidence and some promises that are being said in this that i don't know if he can keep or if dc can keep as a whole but this is the attitude i've been looking for this is what i've been talking about for a long time so the rock to illustrate that and kind of you know vocalize that in this way i just got to give him props I really do. I thought that this was really well said. It was what needed to be said at a time of massive flux for DC. So I loved it. And in terms of a rock, uh, you know, or Black Adam, Superman pairing or battle or whatever we'll see in the future. I mean, that that has made a sense to me forever. I, I've talked a bunch about how I thought Man of Steel 2 should have been Superman versus Black Adam. It is interesting to me that, like, it feels like the rock is, like, avoiding <laughs> avoiding doing anything with shazam i just think that that still is very interesting to me you know um because he had thanked the person to ask this question so it makes me think that he told him he wanted to talk about superman versus black adam and we continue to not hear him say anything about whether black adam will actually face his arch nemesis uh shazam but that's another story so uh bravo bravo to the rock man i hope we do get to see this showdown and i think that he has a really good mindset of what dc should be looking at in this future but what do you uh, what do you think of the comments, Sham? Um, I mean, I mean, I think it's a good sign. I mean, it. I I have to agree with you, EJ. It sounds like um, The Rock is basically saying what we all want, <laughs> uh, which is which is basically that we want them to you know take time, listen to the fans, develop, um, you know, develop a, a universe properly. Um, and and I mean, this is a showdown that we all want to see, right? I mean, it, it, it to me it seems pretty clear in the in the promotion in the in the in the promos that we've seen of Black Adam that Black Adam is going to beat beat everybody that we see in this movie. Um, that's what I'm expecting to see. I don't know who the quote unquote final boss, big bad, you know, is yet. I guess necessarily, but. Um, but it seems like he's going to beat everybody that he encounters. It doesn't seem like he's going to, you, you know. You mean it's not uh, Adam Smasher? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not Adam Smasher. He's not Hawkman? Uh, you know, they, they'll sell some toys, but Black Adam is the main sell, uh, the main sell for his movie. So, um, yeah, he knows what we all want to see, right? And he's, he's saying, he's saying, he's acknowledging that, um, you know, he's acknowledging that uh, before his movie even comes out. Uh, which I think is smart too, uh, as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I kind of, I kind of, I'm, I'm glad that he that he said this. Um, I'm glad that he seems to have gotten the green light to to even like like be saying this stuff and to do this. 
um, that he that he has the the he has kind of the pull. He has a platform to be able to, to just just make decisions like that, even with all the crazy stuff going on at, at Warner Brothers. The Rock needs a green. The Rock needs so. a green light for very little. He has a he has a he has a green light to do almost anything he wants. Yeah, yeah he's Steph Curry. Stage. Yeah, he's Steph Curry. He's Reggie Miller. <laughs> he's Jimmy Fredette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Jimmy Fredette. Yeah, yeah. Name name your name your your great college guard. He he's got you know he's down in Iverson at Georgetown. You know he's he's letting them rip. Yeah, there's no. There's, yeah, uh, you know I mean, I and mean, I think this was and the Rock and and I mean this just. If you if you're you're in it, it I mean at least it's from the outside looking in it seems like if you're in Hollywood and The Rock says he wants to make a movie with your with your company you don't say no to that right I mean that seems like you know that's that just seems like what what uh, what all these companies acknowledge Disney Warner Brothers yeah. uh, I mean that's what happened and with all these I other mean, companies yeah I mean he kind of so. talks about how he had been talking about doing this for year years like remember Black Adam and The Rock I mean he was supposed to do this like ten years ago like like. But DC yes. didn't have a plan. It's very similar to like the Mahersha Ali thing, where like he even linked and he might have even signed a contract at that point. But there was just nothing happening. There was nothing to be done. And this guy's a busy dude, so if the the plans ain't in place, he can't just say, "Okay, I'm just gonna wait until you guys figure it out." So he did a million other things during that time. But that's essentially what has happened with Black Adam. But it it it, it kind of almost feels to me just like a almost like a shift from The Rock. Like it almost feels like. It it, it it you know like we you know use that you know Jordan meme like you know and I took that personally. It really does feel like The Rock takes the the sorry state of DC movies personally. That's how that's how these comments sound to me, and it's very it's interesting only because like Shamari mentioned like DC has put out bangers recently. It's not like this is in terms of on screen. It's been this disaster. Like they've put out a lot of good movies recently, but still like the fact that they're Pepsi and not Coca Cola in this dynamic between them and Marvel, it sounds like it pisses the rock off. And the rock seems like he's watching kind of what DC is doing, what they're not doing, what they're green lighting, how they're pushing stories. I'm sure the conversation he has back behind closed doors with executives. And they say, no, we can't do this. Cause X, Y, and Z. He's probably saying, yo, this is BS. Like Marvel's kicking our ass. And we're like, you know, you know, they got a machine gun and we're fighting with, you know, with, with a steak knife. Like they're giving their fans in game and we're afraid to do anything. Like, I just appreciate this attitude from The Rock. And I don't know if it'll permeate the entire company. It feels like it kind of is because I feel like Zaslav, I'm not his biggest fan at all. But I will shoot him some bail on that. He seems to kind of have the same attitude of like, yo, like it's ridiculous that there is this, there's this aura and this perception that we're just so below what Marvel does, even though we have the greatest heroes in the world. And they're right. Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, the the Rock, uh, his, I, you know, I mean, I honestly, I didn't need the Rock. To, I, I didn't need anybody to ask the Rock is Superman going to be in this movie because I feel like, and I feel like I mentioned it the last time we talked about the Rock and Black Adam, that it's becoming more and more obvious just by his quotes that have nothing to do with Superman that Superman is going to be in this movie. Yep. Like the way he talks um, about, you know, it started with the whole hierarchy of power shifting comments that didn't make any sense when he was first talking about it. But when you realize that Superman is probably in the movie, it now makes a lot more sense. Um, and, you know, I mean, he, he, I mean, he was talking, he's talking about, yeah, you know, 
the the most powerful person in the world in the in the universe is now arrived you know from standing you stand on the sideline most unstoppable force on the planet you know has been standing on the sideline for too long i mean these are these are these are i mean he's he knows he's a wrestling guy he knows he's taking shots at, at superman you know yeah <laughs> like i mean who who's held that title before and you don't take these you don't take these 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 subliminal shots at superman unless you know that you're building towards some sort of showdown with superman um I'll also give The Rock credit because the guy is a uh, he's a tireless promoter. And, yes, you know, we, we've talked about it for, for several months now that, uh, you know, what's the Black Adam box office going to look like? What's the what's the engagement going to look like going into the movie? And for a long time, it wasn't great. Um, even in the last couple of weeks, it's been a little still been a little quiet for a movie that's about to come out. But we're seeing a huge ramp up in the last couple of days. Um, and then when you start throwing out, you start essentially, you know, leading people to believe that Superman's going to be in it. And that will, I mean, that, that to me, I think it's going to be the thing that puts them over the edge in terms of a box off. Cause yeah. now it'll, people it'll are going in to Marvel, like play Marvel's is it old. Right. Yeah. It almost, it's me. It almost makes me wonder like, why didn't they unleash the rock earlier in the promotion? Like, I know he's been kind of doing that same, you know, line of, oh, you know, the hierarchy has changed. But, like, I mean, to me, like, what he's been saying in just the last two days <laughs> has made me, like, say, oh, snap. I guess, yeah, this movie's happening. I should probably watch this. Like, why hasn't he just been everywhere for, like, the last three months? Like, I, I know maybe they felt like, given what was going to happen at Comic-Con and this, you know, change that was happening and the issues with Ezra Miller that perhaps they just... Need to kind of slink away and kind of just you know put their tail behind their leg between their legs, but I mean, again, he could be saying BS, but the guy is convincing. <laughs> like you know, he he is maybe the there's no one that can promote himself or something he's involved with better than the Rocks, and the fact that you have him on your team and that you wouldn't really use him is bizarre. And I don't know if the the house is on fire and they had other issues to deal with, so they couldn't really deal with this as much, but just. It almost feels like a missed opportunity. And The Rock being so, as Kendall said, like very like forth, you know, very forthcoming with saying he will never say Superman's name in any of these quotes, but he's always being asked about Superman, which means that they've told him told the people you can ask about Superman. And he's not shying away from saying, Yeah, that's gonna happen and t- saying these little things about Superman. Like I don't know if this is a recent strategy to say, yo, man, nobody's going to see this movie unless we start doing something, you know, dramatic. But it just makes me wonder why in the face of this onslaught of bad news that we've seen from Warner Brothers Discovery that you just didn't put the rock everywhere. Because he hasn't shied away. He hasn't acted like he's someone who doesn't want to be there. He's not like, you know, you know, a star player who's on a team that's suffering and is kind of like, you know, not answering questions from the media until he gets traded. Like, he seems to be in it for the long haul. He's Damian Lillard. So, like... Put him out there. Let him talk about what you guys are trying to do and what 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 they have to look forward to. I don't I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I mean they, they they've been in a weird spot. I mean, one obviously the Rock is, you know, he's probably out there promoting DC Super Packs. Yeah, a million different. You know, things. Jumanji Four. You know, Rampage Three and all these different movies. <laughs> Rampage Three. I gotta see that. <laughs> So, you know, I think he, he he's probably a little tied up in all that, but like but I also I think it might I mean, 
you know, this movie is a weird movie to promote because again, like, I don't think anybody's been that like enthralled with the with the JSA as like an adversary or it's been it's been a, a very confusing marketing campaign to begin with because we still don't know are we supposed to root for this guy or is he the villain right you know and is he who's the hero of this movie it's it's, it's very it's very confusing and I mean nobody cares because it's the Rock so at the end of the day people are going to be just there to see action and see the Rock and blah 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 um but. So I think that that's made it challenging. And then if the movie does, in fact, you know, feature some level of Superman, where this is just a just a, a post credit thing, or he's the third act, you know, hero slash villain, or whatever it is, like they also probably want to keep that on the wrap. So they almost have to make it seem like yeah, the movie's just the Rock fighting the, the JSA, which inherently isn't going to get people, you know, that fired up. So I think they've had a weird time. Uh, marketing this movie without trying to spoil anything, because that's what it feels like when I see these trailers. That there's something, maybe Superman, maybe something completely different, but there's there's got to be something else about this movie. Shame I give you the final word. I feel they've showed us everything. Yeah, Shame I give you the final word today. Um, I mean, I I I mean, I'm pretty I pretty much agree with what you guys are saying. I mean, um, I I don't know if I'd say. I mean, I guess you could say he's been underutilized in the mar- in terms of just him going out and marketing this movie. I mean, he's a rock. I mean, I feel like, though, at the same by the same token, I kind of feel like you know, the marketing for this movie has been the rock. So you know, <laughs> you know, the rock is in the movie. You know, there's other heroes in the movie. That's all the marketing has been for this movie. And I've seen the movie everywhere. Uh, so I mean, I feel like I feel like. I don't think there's anyone in any remotely major city place that has movie theaters that has not heard of this movie, right? So, yeah. you know, at this point, either people are going to decide whether they want to see it or not. Um, I'm excited for Black Adam. I'm excited to see this Black Adam sequel. If this movie is, is um, I would even say decent. I think this is another notch in DC's cap. And, and, uh, that's a good sign because we're. All, I'm also seeing things saying the Flash is incredible, which I don't even know what Warner Brothers is going to do about that. But, but I mean, it is what it is. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. So, I mean, yeah, DC's got a lot of momentum, and this is this is definitely good news for them. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely good news for them. You know, again, I I, I think I would just agree a little bit about the awareness of Black Adam. I think that there was a time where everyone knew this was happening, and then. Right around the time they delayed it, I just feel like we didn't hear much since. I mean, I'm sure there are ad places and stuff. I, just, it just like this Black Adam promotion. Yeah, well, I would say if you have like, a if you have a television, I mean, it's in damn near every commercial break. At least, at least from at least on my. I, I watch so much DVR. I watch so much stuff DVR'd, <laughs> and I guess the only live things I watch now are sporting events. So that like, so you may have me there where I'm not seeing these commercials really. But, yeah. And not everyone watches TV, so I mean that's something that's, you can And that too. is a thing, right? So, you know, but I, I just yeah. feel like besides that, like I feel like I'm on the internet all the time. I feel like the internet promotion has been terrible. I haven't, I don't see this anywhere. Like I, I like so I'll tell you guys a quick story before we leave here. I was actually doing my getting my tickets for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever today, and I'm going. You know, I'm in the Fandango app, and I'm trying to figure this out. And I get my tickets, and I get out, and you know, the 
thing that's up there, one of the main movies that's up there also is is Black as a Black Adam. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. When's that happening? And I didn't realize until today that this happened. This movie comes out next week. And I'm someone who literally covers this industry. <laughs> I cover not just the industry of film, like the industry of superhero movies and superhero content. And me, someone who lives and dies by this stuff, had did not know how. I knew it was soon, but I didn't know it was next weekend. It could have been the weekend after. I was like, oh, that's got to be happening soon. Then I says, oh, it's next week. Or I guess I should probably get my tickets for that too, which I did not do yet, but I probably do later this evening. Like, I, I that's a bad sign to me. Like, I, I just think a lot of people are not as – I think people know of the movie. I just don't think there's this idea of, oh, I got to be there for this date. And when I looked at the app and I was looking at times for that first Thursday and I saw, like, my local theater is only doing two showings. Like, the theaters know when they're like, uh, it's not this fever pitch for this film. Like, for Black for Black Panther, that Thursday, they got a lot of showings. Not as much as Friday because it's the first day. It's technically a preview kind of day. But – there's a lot of showings for that first Thursday. That Black Adam movie, that Thursday showing, there's only two showings the entire day. And this is a major theater here in, in the middle of Queens, literally. Queens, New York, of course, those who aren't from New York or don't know of Queens. Like, that's that tells me something. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I do feel like, you know, some of the distractions and some of the issues that Warner Media, uh, Warner Discovery have gone through may have hurt what end up may end up being a very important part of dc's future is this black adam movie so uh it's coming out next week i'm sure we'll have a review of it sometime next week or in the weeks leading up to you know afterwards or at some point there will be a review of it but uh but yeah it's some very interesting and i think uh really encouraging comments from the rock this week and i think that's where we're going to leave it this week so i want to thank you all for checking out this edition of new generation hero talk of course if you enjoy this podcast you can check out all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. Find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, also be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. I know we haven't had done a lot of content in a while, but we will be having a lot of content on there in the coming months. Make sure you keep it locked there. New Generation Media on YouTube. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcasts. We also have a Facebook page, New Generation Media. And follow us individually on social media. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ, and TikTok, TikTok, Action EJ. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. And Shamari can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace. <laughs>